0: Going out across the western spiral arm of the galaxy, this is KGDN, and now news attainment. All right, well, hi everyone. It's you know, time for my regularly scheduled show, um, which I suppose. If you're listening to only the podcast versions of this, it would seem a bit presumptuous, seeing as it would only be the third one that will be podcasted, because there's not really been enough news midweek to do the midweek one yet. I mean, you know, it'll come eventually, you know, when it's a mixture of me being bothered and me being doing the thing. Yes, anyway, I suppose I need to start my show off properly with the contractually obligatory, um, you know, jingle, because otherwise I would probably get lynched. So here it goes. News, 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 newsy, newsy, news, 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 newsy, newsy, news, 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 newsy, newsy, news attainment. So, yep, that's that bit done. Although there will be a surprise bonus jingle later on in the show, because I just felt like it randomly. obviously you might see some kind of linking mechanism between my various jingles but you know that's just in your imagination they are all completely 100 percent original and made up film the spot so yes um this new uh show will be lovely and trump free now that he's you know definitely lost the u.s election um what with georgia recounting technically but almost certainly going to go for biden Therefore, I will almost certainly not be mentioning Trump ever again. I am definitely not going to end up regretting this in, you know, a short period of time. Because that never happens to me on this show, ever. So, I suppose we should now go to our top story of the night. You know, I should probably prepare these things a bit more in advance. <clears throat> Donald Trump said that... Oh, for God's sake... Biden has won, but is still refusing to concede. Yep, that's right. Donald Trump is saying that Joe Biden did win the um, election, that the Electoral College votes have all gone for him, but it doesn't count because he cheated. Um, That's broadly what it is. Um, I mean, he did say it while he looked like he was standing on a ledge, leaning forward about to, like, plummet to his death. So I'm surprised there weren't, you know, hostage negotiators or something there trying to talk him off the ledge. Uh, But yes, uh, Donald Trump said, he won because the election was rigged. Um, I mean, technically he wrote it, but he has also said it. Um, These claims of fraud have, um, well, every single one of his lawsuits so far have um, not had any evidence provided to back up his claims and all have been therefore unsuccessful. There was one where he was sort of the um, RNC were technically successful, in that they allowed the observers to go in and um, look closer at the electoral, you know, like the the return, uh, the count. But at the same time, um, Donald Trump keeps saying that um, no, uh, nobody from the RNC has been allowed to act as observers, which not true. And uh, actually, most of a lot of the various ballot counting were like filmed extensively on YouTube like you could go and watch hours and hours and hours of people counting slips of paper which it basically looks like what I imagine happens in most accountancy firms and what happens in most accountancy firms don't actually happen in most accountancy firms according to my imagination but yeah, anyway um, f- uh, this f- Friday, just gone, uh, the election officials, you know, the people in charge of like running the election to make sure that there were was no electoral fraud has said that um, the this year's election was the most secure in American history, and there was no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or was any way compromised, which is quite different from you know last year or uh, the last election or you know allegedly elections previously. Um, so Joe Biden currently is sitting on about five six votes. That's assuming Georgia goes. Um, his way. This is in the Electoral College. If it was 306 votes in total across the entire United States, obviously he would not have won, um, or nobody had bothered to turn up to vote. But no, uh, it's a case of 306 Electoral College seats, assuming that Georgia does stay with Trump. In actually exciting potential news, the Democrats still have the potential chance of nicking the Senate due to the fact that the key final two uh, seats are going to be decided in January in a runoff election. Um, And if the Democrats win those two seats, that would push the number up to 50. And that would mean that once Biden has been inaugurated, then the Democrats would control the Senate, which means they would then control, you know, the Senate, the House, uh, the executive uh nowhere near any form of control over the supreme court but when you can't have everything um, unless you're, you know claim to be a billionaire um notorious liar, in which case you seem to get a lot of what you you know grab off of people uh but yes anyway moving swiftly on to the next basically the closest we're going to get to uh trump conceding has almost certainly happened so let's go to the really fun hilarious entertaining bit which was yesterday. Uh there was a million MAGA march um in uh, a pro Trump uh rally in Washington DC. The number of attendees were not thousands. Um it well sorry we were not it was not in the million uh, ballpark it was just thousands of people. Uh essentially this is um this elections version of Trump claiming that you know uh, his inauguration was the bit most uh, biggest attended inauguration of all time so um yeah it's um the valley happened it was predominantly peaceful until the evening, mostly because most counter protesters weren't leaving the house because you know coronavirus um. Especially as most of the, a lot of the uh, MAGA uh, sort of protesters were not wearing masks because, you know, there are several different types of arsehole rather than just the one. Uh, along with the more you know mundane Trump supporters, there are also members of the far right Proud Boys, you know, the ones that Donald Trump told to, you know, stay back but stand ready, and the Oath Keepers militia group. Um, uh, oh, also, everyone's favourite obnoxious slug, um, Alex Jones, uh, addressed the crowd. Uh, Donald Trump did not attend this rally, though. This time, he did a drive around, um, sort of around them, and then buggered off to one of his golf clubs. Uh, it was a golf club in Sterling, Virginia. So, sorry, Sterling, this is not really a great shout out for you. But I don't have the power of dings, so you know, you're not going to be crushed about not getting a ding anyway. But yeah, the um, daytime event was mostly orderly, uh, probably because, well, Trump supporters are more likely statistically to be armed with heavy weaponry. Um, but in the evening, there were some clashes with counter-demonstrators, uh, which uh, led to 20 people being arrested on a variety of charges including assaults and weapons possessions uh, and uh, a one-person stab with two police officers being injured, which I'm sure is going to, you know, be turned into a terrible thing, depending on who did it. But, um, uh, yes, there was a very gradual stream of pro-Trump supporters that went to Freedom Plaza, who were adorned with T-shirts and carrying placards, uh, placards which read things like, Stop the Steal! And Drum at Trump 2020! Um, but, yeah, basically it's, you know, what we all kind of assumed would happen. My favourite bit of this story, actually, though, is that um, they, when they were trying to organise it, uh, a lot of K-pop fans decided to troll Donald Trump and the Magas by um, posting pictures of pancakes onto social media and using the hashtag Million Maga March um, to basically just completely and utterly suppress their way of doing it you know to say you can still like do stuff so uh, one of my favorites was a stack of rainbow pancakes because you know um it was on on twitter and it was like lol for all those uh denial-ridden racist homophobes out there here's some rainbow pancakes hashtag millions march and it's like that's my kind of like thing it's passive aggressive it's stupid but at the same time it's weirdly effective and i love it But yeah, so it was just a lovely bit of, um, like, you know, dickishness against a lot of really big assholes. But yeah, um, no, I've already done that bit. I was about to rehash over the electoral college things. Oh yeah, and the um, dead voters that Donald Trump kept insisting were voting and who he several instances has named and shamed. Well, it turns out those dead voters are mostly alive so have been some some of them have been rather um, upset and others have been like nope I'm definitely alive and I also definitely did vote for the candidate who won so you know but yeah it's a weird thing when they're like going uh, confirmed deceased cross reference it's like well no they're still alive so clearly you haven't really done much of your homework if you're claiming these things are Um, you know they're deceased uh, no, I'm going to skip that bit of uh, great. Uh, well, now I suppose I can do it now. So, because this is the second lockdown, clearly I'm going to have some um, recurring themes uh, from the last lockdown, and so this time uh, I have news to report, and this is again to do with Dominic Cummings, who was quite a star in like the first few weeks of this show, and that is that he's quit. Ah, the sweet taste of Trappell victory. And, you know, mm, it tastes so good. Yeah, Dominic Cummings and Lee Kane have quit. Lee Kane was the communications director who, at the beginning of the week, resigned. And it was like, OK, fine. But, you know, um, Dominic Cummings is showing no signs of resigning. And then on Friday, Dominic Cummings said, nope. I am quitting and I'm not setting back setting foot back in number 10 so both Lee Kane and Dominic Cummings are serving out their notice period which is basically up to about Christmas working from home. Uh, I'm not sure which home Dominic Cummings is doing it from. It might well be up in Barnard Castle again or it might be in his London pad. Uh, i you know I can't possibly comment. That said um, the former Brexit secretary David Davis, Uh, who, you know, has always been... now I'm I'm sorry. I can't imagine you guys. He's rather... He's been... He was rather useless as Brexit secretary. Like, he basically just went over there, didn't seem to get anything done, and then came back. He basically was, you know, like, commuting at a job that he didn't like to do, but it just, you know... Anyway, um, uh, David Davis has said that Boris Johnson has taken decisive action in removing his aid, which um quite possibly not seeing as um it appears it's been alleged and sort of repeated in quite a few decentish places that um this is more to do with Boris Johnson's fiance Carrie Simmons not getting on with um sort of Dominic Cummings and Lee Cain uh, and basically it's a, like a big culture clash and weird civil war going on inside number 10 but the notion is is that backbench conservative MPs will be happier that they might be able to you know have some say in the um, governing of the country and you know the administration rather than have the prime minister actually be Dominic Cummings not titularly just you know in actual uh, actuality but you know um, Mr. Dave, David Davis also said that uh, Dominic Cummings had a very confrontational style which had turned people in Downing Street against him, saying that lots of his colleagues are hoping for a new relationship with... Now you may be wondering why I'm not doing an impression of David Davies, and it's because he's a fundamentally like, boring, uninteresting, and un- amusing person, so I'm just reading out what he said. And I am told the hoping is uh, openness and interaction with Parliament. I'm told the Cabinet is hoping to get more say, as it were, in events. Which... I mean, I'm not entirely sure if you want to become a minister. You should be saying that kind of stuff, but that's just, you know, me. Um, Sir Charles Walker, who's another Conservative MP, you might have been able to tell with the um, title Sir, said that uh, Tory MPs had felt like they were losing the Prime Minister and had been an iron curtain around Mr Johnson, which stopped MPs seeing him to raise concerns. This does mean, unfortunately, that Boris Johnson is probably not going to have a divorce with the Conservative Party, which, you know, it's really kind of tragic, although I suppose it is nice to know that he is staying with the Conservative Party for his kids, I mean the kids, Um, and not going off with his mistress, Dominic Cummings. Look, I can't help it. The comings and goings of number 10 Downing Street should not be as um, uh, prominent in this uh, new show, but it is because, well, it's kind of entertainingly hilarious. But yeah, there is a notion that Carrie Simmons, who has been a former... who was a Conservative Party press officer in the past and now works, she's an, uh conservative activist and she does, like, some work for a NGO type of thing. But yeah, she's apparently been um, clashing with certain key advisers for Boris Johnson, which, you know, great. I mean, yeah, Mark... Uh, that would be nice to, you know, tell the truth, but it's not a way to get ahead in politics. Anyway, it does occur to me that I don't talk much about the Labour Party because they mostly don't seem to do much these days, apart from occasionally make comments. So um, I am pleased to tell you that I have three Labour Party stories this week, which, I mean, you know, it's Unusual for me to actually have three Labour Party stories. I'll surprise myself. But here we go. Uh, Sakir Starmer had won the leadership of his party by a wide margin in April. But his grip on the National Executive Committee is much more tenuous in that no faction in the NEC has got a majority. So the National Executive Committee of the Labour Party are basically just going to be stumbling around blindly for uh, probably the next decade. Um, stay tuned, I guess. Um, but yeah, the the Labour to win ticket, which were the candidates who have pledged loyalty to Sir Keir Starmer. I mean, I know I made a crack about the Conservative MP being a sir, but I mean, I, I kind of still want to keep that going with Phil. Like, just you could have turned down the knighthood, Keir Starmer. Uh, but yeah, um, basically, the um, Labour to win ticket won three seats in the NEC election. Um, although their most prominent candidate, Luke Akehurst, topped the NEC poll overall, who that guy runs Labour First, which are apparently a group of moderate Labour members whose aim is to ensure the party is kept safe from the organised hard left, which is somewhat unfortunate if you are supposed to be a left-leaning party, but whatever. Uh, Basically, no socialists. Um, Because, you know, that's a thing. But yeah, uh, now on to the second of my Labour stories, which technically is more tangentially related to the Labour Party. Look, when you're looking for Labour Party stories... Anyway, Gordon Brown has gone on record in a uh, interview saying, or press conference saying that Scotland needs time to heal before any further referendum, um, you know, on being independent, which, I mean, yeah... We need to get past the coronavirus before doing anything else. Personally, I would rather we get over the coronavirus before doing anything like, I don't know, leave a large trading block. But um, that decision was made by wiser people than me. Oh, wait, I meant the uh, majority of the population. The start of it was when an idiot decided to hold a um, referendum vote in the first place. Yeah, this was after SNP's Westminster leader... Um, Ian Blackford said that his party must plan for a referendum in 2021 because uh, Ian Blackford is apparently slightly daft. It really isn't a terribly good time for this, but whatever. Anyway, it's a case of... um, um, Speaking in a Sunday national paper, Mr Blackford has apologised for having to put off holding a referendum in 2020 as the Scottish government had to focus on its response to the COVID-19 pandemic which it wasn't really on the table. Anyway, Mr Blackford has insisted that a re- referendum will be happening, uh, and it must take place in 2021, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure the Westminster government is the one that decides when a referendum happens, as otherwise David Cameron wouldn't have you know, been able to decide on the last referendum. But I have no, no great horse in the matter. I will miss Scotland if it leaves the United y- Kingdom. Because, you know, I do. I, to, to be honest, I didn't mind Gordon Brown as, you know, uh, a leader. Um, he was incredibly boring and awkward in front of the camera, but, you know, that's what happens. And uh, my last news story about the Labour Party is that Sakir Keir Starmer regrets his uh, somewhat difficult and complicated relationship with his late father. This isn't news, but it was pretty much a thing that he said, so it made news because, again, they don't seem to be doing much for the most part. So we now move on to... um, Well, now I'm going to skip past uh, the Amazon uh, news story because it was, you know, mostly tangential. Oh, yeah, let's go for the Asia-Pacific countries have now formed the world's largest trading bloc. This uh, is made up of 10 southeastern Asian countries, and include South Korea, China, Japan, Australia, and New Zealand. The pact is seen as an extension of China's influence in the region. Um, obviously, people in the United Kingdom don't like being part of large trade pacts, so they will be happy to know that they can be part of three. They can not be part of three large trading blocks now. So, congratulations to us in the UK for deciding to become less intertwined in terms of uh, like mercantile relations. Uh, quite worryingly, quite a few of the uh, countries in there are former Commonwealth countries that we would trade with quite largely. Um, so we've now turned our backs on the largest trading partner, Europe. Uh, and some of the, our other large trading partners happen to now have formed a new trading bloc. So congrats for our colossally bad bloody timing. That said, there are other opinions on the whole you know, Brexit thing. I happen to think the other opinions are wrong, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, NASA is pleased to announce that they are opening a new taxi service. You know, it goes up into space, so it means that when you get into one of their taxis to take you down the road late at night, what's actually going to happen is you're going to go into space, orbit the planet a couple of times, and then land probably about five hours later. So, you know, there's that. I mean, good news if you want to get on a tax, an even faster taxi than you already can. Uh, you won't have to worry so much about traffic jams, I guess. Uh, but yes, I suppose I should do some COVID-related stuff because, you know, it's 2020. Uh, apparently, Pfizer have, uh, along with a company, uh, BioNTech, have created a... Vaccine, which can prevent nine out of ten cats—I mean people—getting COVID nineteen, um, and it's being put forward for emergency approval. It's so far been tested on forty-three thousand five hundred people with no safety concerns raised. It's basically a new piece of cool tech where um, it's called an RNA vaccine, and what happens? Is it puts tiny fragments of the virus' genetic code into a person's body, which start the uh, starts making. Parts of the virus, but not all of the virus inside the body. The immune system then says, Hey, you're not supposed to be here, on him, and then attacks the um, virus. So it's given in two doses, three weeks apart, and the preliminary results suggest that it protects more than 90% of people from developing COVID symptoms. That said, that is, again, out of 43,500 people. It's not exactly a you know, a huge thing. They're also not quite sure about how useful it is long term, so it might end up having to be a yearly uh, sort of jab, like the flu flu jab. Uh, and then obviously it will be um, prioritised depending on you know age and occupation and stuff like that. So yes, uh, everyone's favourite uh, multi-millionaire who sold a company off for one pound. Um, and uh, points to anyone who got the reference. Uh, But yeah, it was Sir Philip Green. uh, Is in talks to secure a 300 million pound lifeline well gift from the government to um, basically keep uh, um, Arcadia uh, Arcadia and Topshop going um, due to the fact that it's not doing too well due to the current you know, pandemic. Obviously, uh, the fact that he's been quite a bad steward of other companies apparently has absolutely no lasting consequences. Um, there's a new homes plan to be, which is being revised after the uh, Conservative backbenchers had a um, bit of a falling out over it. Um, ministers had proposed updating the formula for where to build ho- houses to meet its aims of developing more homes but uh, some have said that the mutant algorithm would fail to level up the North and see the South concreted over. Although I'm pretty sure there are some people in the North who would see concreting the South over to be A+. plus. Uh, in the world of Brexit, uh, there's a trade deal. Sticking points will be and can be resolved, according to George Eustace. Oh, God, that's a really that's another really con- like conservative party-ish name. Um, that said... Uh, The Irish Foreign Minister, Simon Coveney, said talks have got to make big progress in the coming week. So, you know, as usual, Brexit's not really going anywhere fast and we're coming to the edge of it. Prince Charles today was speaking about the UK and Germany's enduring connections. I'm assuming he mostly means in his his family tree, which, I mean, is true. A lot of them are. Um, you know related to Europeans Um, and boy we are indeed uh, in the process of leaving Europe we've technically left but are like it's the bit where you're awkwardly separated but you're like talking about who gets what furniture Um, but yeah I do kind of hope that we return to you know some level of sanity and some better relationship with Europe but it seems somewhat unlikely Anyway, now for my exciting new jingle, which you've all been eagerly waiting for. Sports, 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 sportsy, sportsy, sports, 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 sportsy, sportsy, sports, 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 it's the sports news segment, um, in case you didn't get that from the jingle. So, uh, Lewis Hamilton has... No, I'm passing that. Uh, it's just another thing about how he's won a new title and blah, blah, blah. So, let's go on to more fun news. A racing pigeon from Belgium has been sold for 1.6 million euros to some guy in China. The racing pigeon, called New Kim, is worth more... is about... about several times the amount that my house is worth and it's a bloody pigeon it's uh, yeah it sold for 1.4 million pounds 1.9 million dollars or 1.6 million euros choose whichever uh, system of you know monetary funds you prefer but yeah it's a two-year-old female and was initially put up for auction for just 200 euros which seems like a re- more reasonable amount but was bought by a bidder on from china on sunday for the record-setting amount. Like, you could probably build most of Lewis Hamilton's car for that bloody price. Anyway, the previous record holder was a four-year-old male who sold for 1.25 millions, which I suppose goes to show that um, if you are, uh, you know, female, then you're, uh, you have to sell early in order to get the high price. I mean, if that was a four-year-old female, then it would probably have been 20 quid. Um, Oh, uh, champion racer Armando, who was nicknamed the uh, Lewis Hamilton of pigeons after the Formula One world champion was retired and had already fathered a number of chicks when he was put up for sale in 2019. See, this is annoying. You know, obviously, that was a previous record holder. See, this is annoying. I thought I managed to get around having Lewis Hamilton on this show this week, and I didn't. I got lured in with promises of ridiculously overpriced pigeons, and I regret it now. Um, but yeah, anyway, the running sports headlines are as follows. Slovakia has, this is in the Nations League, Slovakia has beaten Scotland 1-0. Netherlands has beaten Bozherz, uh 3-1. Georgia has lost to Armenia um, uh, 2-1. Albania has beaten Kazakhstan 3-1. Belarus has beaten Lithuania by one Turkey has beaten <laughs> Uh three two and I've stopped caring um I will now tell you about a fun little uh, side news story and this story comes from Rotherham in England uh, if there's any other Rotherhams then I apologize but I don't know about you where a fight over a 299 uh, ice creams. You Know it's the soft whip with the like 99 flake in the top and the thing, uh, broke out and ended with the owner of the um ice cream um mobile throwing the ice creams at the offending customer when he refused to pay five quid for two ice creams. Now, I do accept that five quid is a ridiculous price for spending for two personally, I think, terrible ice creams however the guy does have a business to run and it was displayed on the window so when it was like we're not paying he quite rightly said <laughs> in which case you're not having it threw it at them which is slightly hilarious this hilarious was the guy then calling the police uh, for the assault so you know it was incredibly entertaining a uh, couple of last bits uh so eddie connolly is signing off from his stand-up career I was very worried when uh, it first cropped up in my feed that he'd die but now he's signing off because and he's doing an emotional and uplifting tv special in you know britain on itv Uh, and this is because he's retiring from performing because his parkinson's disease is you know getting in the way and he doesn't really want to do it anymore um on the subject of comedians who you know have uh unfortunately Stopped performing. I should probably mention that Des Connor has said that he will. Sorry, Des Connor has died uh, rather sadly, which obviously um, he will be missed by people that enjoyed his humour. All I'm going to say is that I really hope Sandy Toxic doesn't die because I'm rather fond of Sandy Toxic. Um, and had the show been stayed the same I would have been doing a thing differently because I was going to go on to talk about um, Taiwan I might actually do a special um, show for this week for him Anyway, that's been my show because I just realised I have run over time and I don't really want to interrupt or chimp So, um, this will be the end of this week's news attainment If you have any news stories to bring to my attention before next week's show, Productions at gmail.com will find me. The KGDN and the P in Productions are all capitalised. There will be a podcast up of this in the week. Um, That said, subscribe to my podcast to find the extra special midweek shows that will absolutely be a thing that happens eventually. Anyway, uh, it's been a great evening and have a lovely time. And as ever, I shall be saying bye.